exciting. Okay. What are you looking for? Uh, my phone for uh, for research. For research. For ongoing research. You also need to turn off your ringer because you're notorious for leaving your it's, ringer it's, on. It's on silent. It's it's we're good to go. We're good to go. <laughs> Not that I want to like personally attack you. I just it has I, been silenced, and you have already. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, you know I I just want to make sure that our like lame setup gets the best recording possible without an apple ding it is very it's, it's very macgyver up in here uh for our listeners by the way we're back this is uh again again in a really weird long time, time. yeah yeah we don't we're not good with scheduling people okay we're not good with scheduling each other we're like the worst yeah i've just been we've been busy You've been very busy. You've been like you switched like full time basically with the videography and photography now, right? Yeah. So content been, creation in general. Exactly. Too. You've been like pulling those like ten hour, twelve hour studio shooting days. So yeah, it's a things things happen, right? And I'm like, and right now I'm dealing with like taxes and uh, oh, it's, didn't it's, even mention uh, that. It's taking a lot of me because I I didn't do my taxes last year, Uh-oh. right? Oh, I hope CRA is not listening. Oh my god, can you imagine? <laughs> but. Um, um, but so now I'm doing like both years, right? right. And I, because I'm self-employed, it is there's a lot of receipts <laughs> that I have. You, you haven't lot switched of over to digital and everything. No, no, I haven't. I just like now with because I've always done it myself, and now with an, with the uh, this is my first year with an accountant, right? So uh, she really needs all the physical for the first year, right? Almost like to kind of like to know if I'm for real. Uh, so I have, dude, I have like stacks and stacks of like receipts and like not a bunch to be of that person, uh, but like you could just do it all online via QuickBooks. And this is not like a sponsor thing for me, mm-hmm. dude. I started using QuickBooks, uh, and it's basically you open up the app, uh, you send invoices through it, you send uh, like all your your expenses. You take a picture of the receipt, boom, done. You don't need the receipt anymore. I've been, I've been curious about the, the, the app, Dude, yeah, because... $10 yeah. of ten fifty a month, uh-huh. you're saved. You can write that off as administration fee. Yeah, you hand obviously. that account uh, thing over to an accountant, they can literally see everything. Dude, hmm. the future is now. Yeah, future is now, yeah, because I can't stand the receipts, man. Do my wallet is like I see twice, it. yeah, it's right? fat, like pH twice fat. as its size. It's like the cause for scoliosis, basically. Yeah. Dude. So yeah, I never sit on it because it, dude, it would crack Dark. my back just like in one. Dark, yes. I love it. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I recommend QuickBooks. I've only recently started using QuickBooks, like I said, mm-hmm. but it has been such an incredible uh, experience because basically. I just had to send off an invoice uh, today. Uh-huh. And this project was like from last year, but like half of the project was done this year. So it's like, a, it's a, you have to break it up and whatnot. And it like keeps uh, track of all your contacts. Uh, when you send an invoice, you already like email it to the email that's on file. Like, dude, it is super streamlined, super easy to use. It like projects how much taxes you will need to pay based on your income. Oh, cool. Dude. It is the goatest app. Okay. I don't even know I, if that's appropriate, but it's, maybe it's I, maybe I'll, yeah, the goatest. Yeah, it's it is now. Yes. Right? It's the goatest, like the greatest of all time. All time. Est. Yeah, there you go. But est. That's right. right. But uh, well, maybe I'll try that because like you know it's the new fiscal year, right? So it's that's like prime time to start on the app now because I don't have that many receipts to get in there. I mean. But anyways, I've seen this, your wallet before. Yeah, I know, I, I know. <laughs> but anyways, fear not, people. This We're not going to talk about taxes here. Okay? Oh, gosh, no, no. Too many numbers. It was a slow start because, you know, it's still February. Absolutely. Things are still cold. 
You know, it's cold out there. Although it's it was been a kinda, warm day today, though. It's been kind of mild after that brutal minus thirty week that we had. Oh, jeez, I don't even want to so, talk about um, it. That was ugly. It was very ugly, very ugly. But, but, you know, February is. Uh, we're almost. We're almost halfway there. You know, Valentine's coming soon. Right. Do you have any plans? Uh, I uh, do. Why don't you go first, though? <laughs> Um. Yeah. We, well, remember that I told you that I wanted to go to a Japanese village, right? To yes. uh, see fish thrown around. And yeah. Fire. Exactly. And just yeah. Exactly. Do the the whole show and dinner and a show. Right? Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Uh. No. It is. It is completely booked. I. Uh, I waited too also long. Also had to retrieve. I had to. I had to just. Um. Yeah. Think about a backup plan, which which is not a too shabby. Is uh the Brazilian steakhouse, which you know I'm Brazilian. I love that place. Now, would My you not be a little well. bit more, like judgmental on their food because you are from Brazil? I, you know what? You're right. I would be right if their food was bad, which is not. But it's not it's oh, delicious. Okay. So like I when I when I taste it, it's like being back home. You know. Right. Except it's a lot more expensive. Oh jeez. <laughs> How much? How much more expensive are we talking? Well, you know, dude. Even if you don't count the like the currency exchange, right? Yeah. It's like crazy expensive. Even if you even if you did like dollar to real, which is our currency, yeah. it's still like a price that you never paid for that kind of food, right? But remember, it's just like it's it's the cost of living in Brazil is very cheap, right? right. Food, uh, living, rent, that kind of stuff is very cheap. Right. It's just if you're going to if you want like electronics and that kind of stuff. That will cost you an arm and a leg, one hundred percent. I am not okay with that. So food is very cheap, but right. so but here is not right. It's like it's kind of like the opposite. Gadgets, all that shit, we we can afford it, but then we go out and we eat, and you're like, fuck, <laughs> I paid like twenty five bucks for for fucking salmon for fish. Ah, <laughs> oh, you, you could have caught that with hurts. your bare hands, yeah, with my bare hands, because I'm like that. But anyways. It, it, you know, it's 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 super. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more expensive here, but it's it's like it's a date, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta treat the lady. That's you gotta for sure. treat the lady for sure, right? Um, if I want to keep her. Also, I didn't mention this. Uh, I don't know if like anyone really cares, but I got I got like brutally sick, uh, and therefore my voice is like nasally. Uh, clearly, Dan has not even like noticed it earlier today, but I is being. Like, I didn't notice dry. that much. No, I, I, I said that Bensa. I know you guys already like noticed this, obviously, because this is a podcast. Correct. The only thing you can't pick up on it is our voices. Voice, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a very deep voice already, and so and usually when people are sick, their voices get deeper, and so that's why I didn't notice. As Mine much. gets higher, like this, like get I just higher. lose all the bass. It's he like I, a, I, you lose I, all the bass in your face, dude. It's that's exactly what it is. It's sad because I love having that like voice that basically makes everyone else look in the room. They're like, oh my gosh, like. Goliath is here, and yeah, then I show yeah. up, and I'm just like this skinny, like, hi, no, 100, percent yeah. When you uh, told me that you you were in the radio program at, at Satan, everything, I was yeah. like, yeah, I believe it. Yeah, you do have the voice, the yeah. voice for radio. And I like, I just recently had to do a voiceover uh, to send back to Europe, which, like, dude, I was super terrified of because one thing that audio junkies pick up on is anything and everything in yeah. like audio waves. Mm-hmm. So I had to like almost like force myself i almost had to like deepen my voice mm-hmm. like a little bit so it's more bassy yeah you know what i mean yeah and you also add like gravitas to oh do that raspiness you're talking about yeah yeah uh but other than that it has been nothing but new citron and like halls popped like on a regular uh and funny you should say that people realize our voices only you know how much uh 
like love I had on our last podcast's cover page with me holding the gun oh, yeah, upside the, uh, down I with know, like the I face know. of I a. S- I saw it. I saw. I saw it. Like some of the comments on. Uh, you're talking about like through, through Instagram. The feedback yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw some of the comments and. <laughs> Uh, people don't want to take you to any kind of shooting range anytime soon. That's basically the gist of the majority of the comments. Majority. There was one person who was like, oh, you should come and, and uh, do, what is it, Airsoft? Yeah. And I was like, will it hurt? <laughs> like, I'm just like this little school girl on my first date. Will it hurt? It, it, you know what? It does. It, it stings. Stings. It stings. Yes. It's like a, it's like a bee told. sting, but it doesn't hurt as much because, you know, a sting, it hurts a lot more. Because yeah. for, it hurts for longer, I guess. Not okay. more. A, a bee sting hurts for longer. An airsoft probably hurts more, but it just, it goes away pretty fast. Unless you get hit in the forehead, which <laughs> I have gotten hit in the forehead several times. And that, dude, it grows to like three times the size. Oh, it's no. like I have horns. Oh, no. It's, it's bad. But I it's a lot of fun. It's okay. just... It's just, um, it's a very expensive uh, sport, and I know that I know that there's people who don't consider airsoft a sport. And let me tell you, these people uh, to these people, uh, you can go fuck yourself. Okay, you can go <laughs> fuck yourself. Wrong. You know, you know why? Off. Because because I always get this. You know, I would be out playing airsoft, and it would be like a sunny day, and it's a lot of fun. You run, it's a lot of workout, right? Yeah. You run, you get really into the the, the mindset that is like, oh, you're like at you know at war or whatever, right? Boys would be boys, and it's like it's like war, it's like war without the the brutal aspect of it, right? Okay. It's just the fun aspect of like you're exercising, you're like playing a game with your friends, you're shooting, you're shooting people. people, exactly. Yeah. So I'm always like, you know, after a fun day, you're always talking to people and reliving like some of like your best shots, right? Right. Uh, and you mention casually like, hey, it's like airsoft. I love this sport, right? Right. And you get people scoff and like kind of snicker and be like, it's a sport, it's a sport, airsoft. Airsoft is like it's not a sport. And yeah. I always, I always ask like, dude, what the fuck would you call it then? What would you call it? Have you looked up the definition of sport right. in the dictionary? It's by definition that is just a competition between one or more individuals involving points for the sake of a fucking goal which is exactly what we do we shoot each other and then after the round ends we count the points how many people are alive right your team won you collected flags or whatever there's different types of games right and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah. and then you figure who won and you get a medal and you get the fuck home wouldn't you call that a fucking sport wouldn't you call chess is a goddamn sport? So like, wouldn't you call? I love that how a sport? you are about this. Um, I am, I am, because like I said, those people can go fuck themselves. Oh, dude, you just went from just, like zero to hundred. Like I was watching your wave waveforms through oh, this yeah, entire probably, thing, yeah. and you're like, just, it's it near cuts, peaking. It cuts me deep. Clearly, it cuts me deep because it's just always those people trying. It's not technically a sport, but and I'm just like, what? What else would you call it? Yes, a hobby, but aren't all sports hobbies, right? Right. Fucking like anything's a hobby now, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But the guns are very expensive. They're super expensive, dude. They're right. like they're the price of real guns, like in the states, I guess, because in the states the guns are cheaper, right? But but America. these, it's, dude, some of these guns, the prices are the same as real guns. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. They get into the thousands of these things. Oh, jeez, right? yeah. And uh, and here my problem with it: the technology, the the mechanics of it. It's spring, very, it's isn't very it? flawed. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's spring. There's there's the well, there's two types, right? There's like right. well, I guess three types. There's the oh, spring one that you just like pull up the spring, like the the classic Walmart kind of brand yeah. that you have to cock it every time and you shoot it right. 
And then there's the electrical ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you shoot air, right? And there's the the gas ones, right? They use like green gas or butane gas. And usually those are the ones that shoot uh, the strongest, the farthest, and they're the most expensive ones because they last also the longest. Mm-hmm. Because it's gas, they have less moving parts, mm-hmm. which is where the 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 uh, the electric ones really fail at it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're electric. And remember, you're playing a sport where you're running, falling, crawling, right? These guns, they get kind of dirty, they get banged up. Right. And there's a and they're filled with very small little parts, right? Because again, it's electrical. There's a there's a motor in there, there's wires. Yeah. So the chances of things breaking, they're they're very high compared to a gas gun. Absolutely. Right? Because yeah, yeah. of all these parts. They're a lot cheaper too compared to gas guns because of that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, cheaper it's like it's relative you're still spending a lot of money on these guns something like 700 to 800 to something that you want it to be good you can spend you can spend less money you can spend like 400 right yeah or or 300 but you're gonna get something that it's probably not gonna be good in the in a couple of years maybe even less than that uh depending on how long you go out or or how much you actually practice right yeah yeah the sport But <laughs> you guys didn't see this, but Dad just like paused and like opened his eyes up and yeah. like looked me deep in my soul as he said the word sport. Yes. Make sure serious. that um, yeah. I understand. I'm taking it back, people. I'm taking it back. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's the problem with it. Yeah. You're paying a lot of money for something that breaks easily. Right. Uh, that a common knowledge within the community or self community is that your gun will break. Yes. Like, you know, it's just like, don't even question it. Try not to question it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just the fact that the common knowledge within the group is that you buy something, you spend something that is 700 to over a thousand dollars and, and, and it's going to break it like probably very soon right that's yeah. that's the thing they're not trying to say like hey eventually this gun's gonna break obviously everything breaks but they say it in a way always like we know it in the way I was always like this probably might not even last a year depending on how much you go out and play and really you know take it seriously that sucks so it, it sucks dude and then like you know you know with me doing photography videography and all the gotta buy gimbals and all that kind of shit all the gear that we've already covered this right dude I'm I have gonna to go pick on a my battles afterwards I have to pick up my battles right so I kind of like abandon airsoft yeah and then focus on a new thing yeah pick, focus on putting my money on something that is not going to break that easily and the, the, the value is going to hold you, yeah exactly and then the, the value it holds right with Absolutely. camera gear lenses specifically so yeah just a hobby that uh, sorry sport 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 <laughs> that's, uh, that I no longer practice uh, speaking of this whole camera gear like that you have to spend on you know what's the most annoying thing that I've now starting to have to really spend money on and I just really don't want to because it's just it's so not exciting like now now I have built up a great collection of glass and a great collection of camera bodies I have two GoPros I have the Canon EOS R I have an Animos Ninja 5 recorder so we could actually start uh, potentially recording these podcast sessions with multiple angles because we do have multiple yeah, video that, cameras. Yeah, that'll be sweet. Um, and I recently picked up a crop frame camera body. I picked up the Canon 90D, the new uh, DSLR that just came out, mm-hmm. which is kind of like their like top of the the crop game but now Top of the crop I like that's it. right I, like uh, it. I also picked up this super exciting lens it's the sigma art 18 to 35 1.8 nice which everybody who shoots like APS-C or like super 35 format loves and swears by and i tested it out 
just this past weekend, we went out uh, with Brianna and we started doing a little bit of like cross country skiing. Mm-hmm. And so I took my camera with me because obviously it's yeah. me. Uh, and I took a little bit of sample footage from the 18 to 35 and 90. And oh my Lord. That's fresh. It is fresh with the dollar sign, boy. <laughs> but now, now I'm at the point where I just need to buy little freaking gadgets. And when I say that, I mean batteries, SD cards, filters, anything Everything. that's not exciting yeah. for me to spend money on, yeah. but I should spend money on tripods. Like, yeah. who, who cares about, about tripod. tripods? Yeah, like buying another tripod. Dude, losing a tripod and having to buy another one is like the worst. It is. Because it is, it. it's a tool that you got to have. And but you, you don't like to and have. A, and you don't like to have because you don't use it as, I mean, I don't use it as much, right? No. But again, you can't cheap out on these things because no. you, you don't want to cheap out on these things. We talked about this already as well. So you, you end up having to like spend money, like you said, it's like a not non-exciting purchase. Really, no. Just to keep that on and with lights your craft. are like the things that I absolutely hate purchasing. Purchase. Uh, same with microphones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're soon planning on expanding into you know getting a couple of more people on the show here and then trying to like get their take on certain things and creatives and all that yada yada different perspectives absolutely not just just us uh but here's the thing buying a bunch of microphones is not exciting nor interesting no it is the epitome of like tool buying unless unless of course you are a like audio fanatic and that's all you do in that case it is absolutely stupid exciting you're like oh my gosh get home i'm gonna be able to capture so many sounds with that's this right microphone. uh but i am the person i just need bulk i mm-hmm. just need bulk so just want a lot of shit yeah uh but here's the thing though it it still costs money but i don't want to pay it because it's not going to give me that like that sexy feeling of like oh my gosh i'm just going to click this lens into my camera and you know like the the yeah of that new feeling of like the new purchase feeling right of just like you're just like oh i can't wait to test this if it's something that you can actually like test out and create with it absolutely because i mean like yeah sure a tripod helps you create a picture but then again so do your hands and they are free (laughs) absolutely (laughs) absolutely uh i also started to minimize my gimbal i'm gonna get on that in a second throwing back to the tripods though because it just made me kind of remember i bought a manfrotto tripod Hundred and like seventy eight dollars. Like, I wouldn't say that it's like a like a stupid expensive tripod, mm-hmm. but it is expensive nonetheless. It's like yeah. this little like travel like fold it inside out, and then you can like strap it onto your back. It's super like light, but the screws of like the turning around like legs come loose so easily mm. that I'm just questioning. Like, dude, if I have an Amazon Prime membership, do I really need to pay Manfrotto, or should I just pay? This random, like, Asian brand that can literally give me the same, like, style tripod for, like, $78 tops. I would uh, go to reviews. That's what I'll do. Honestly. I mean, like, because I'm not, I'm not a brand whore at all. Because I know there are brands there that are also just shitty. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And there are some things that you can get for a good price. I think it all comes down to do your research, right? Because there's a Makes lot of sense. times, there's a lot of times you buy some stuff. And you regret it, and maybe that money could have been used to like maybe another lens because you don't shoot a lot with this focal length, and you only realize it then when you bought the lens. Absolutely, like, oh, shit! I don't even I don't shoot this at all. 
So yeah, there's there's some wrong purchase you can make along the way for sure. I also so oh, yes. saving sorry saving up on like third parties can uh, can be good oh. if 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 you do your research. Like I have a, I was before we started recording, I was playing around with the little artisan lens that I have the manual one, yeah, but like a 35 1.8. And I paid like I think like a hundred bucks. I think maybe even less than that. It was like super yeah, cheap. Yeah, some Norwegian are super cheap lens. They're yeah. all manual. They're for like APS-C and Micro Four Third mounts. Yeah. yeah, but they actually have decent enough image quality. They do, man. They do. I mean, like, and when you compare it to like you rival to the other price, if you were to get that lens with an autofocus yeah. right uh, capability, and then the price, dude, it's just like it's totally like jumps. it's ten times. I'm not even fucking kidding. It's like ten times the price. It's just like. You can't beat that, right? No, absolutely. So, yeah, but then again, I did my research, right? I was like, okay, let me read somebody who shot this. Let me watch a video. That's the beauty of YouTube nowadays, right? And Google is just like, do your research before you buy this shit because... Uh, it's going to cost. It's going to cost. Be, you don't want to like pay 400 bucks on a lens and it, it just kind of gathers dust. Speaking of uh, interesting uh, lens and kind of like third-party things, I recent well, not recently, since I actually started doing photography... I've been a firm believer in finding the good bargain. And I've talked about that in like previous podcasts. I recently bought this 85 millimeter 1.8 lens, which is it's plastic. It's like, it focuses super loud. Like you can hear it from mm -hmm. like miles away. The image quality on it looks fan freaking tastic. Uh, you saw what the, uh, yeah. what the, the, the thing can do. $232 for an autofocusing 85 millimeter yeah. full frame wow, lens. That's amazing. Yeah. That, like, blows wish, my mind. I wish. Sony is not that generous. I wish. No, it's not that generous. Because even third party, if I had to go that route, I would still be paying 500 bucks yep. for a lens that, again, uh, hunts when it's when it's focusing, is loud when it's focusing. Yeah. And again, my my focus is video. So, like, I can't have, like, loud focus. No, because have like picking it up. Yeah. Especially I, if you shoot shotgun mic. Exactly, yeah. I can't have that. Dude, I've, I've shot with, like, cameras like that before. And, like, when you're editing the footage, because oh. obviously you don't you don't hear it when you're checking the footage, right, on, the, on set. Yeah. But when you're editing the footage and you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude... I'm like, oh, it's a, it pains me so much. It's it like, destroys me in the inside. Uh, and nothing else like amateur as like, oh, yeah, yeah just like a, a very loud lens. And then there's also the, the, the focusing. Apparently, like, it's very slow for video. It hunts a lot. And I've seen yeah. comparison between, say, Sony 85 1.8, like, with video focusing compared to a few third parties. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it just, like, it can't even match. It, it's not even, like, close, right? So, yeah. So, so then I'm not even looking at third parties anymore because of that, right? right. Because You're now kind of forced. I'm forced to go like Sony GM. That's it. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you Take bitch. my money. <laughs> See, that's why I love still shooting Canon. It's yeah, I the, know, man. I know. I miss it. <laughs> the EF the mount is the most versatile freaking mount. It is. I, I miss it so much. Because, <laughs> well, my wallet misses a right. lot. <laughs> right. Although, like, now, with the EOS R, like, the the converter, the fact that you can put on the RF lenses. Yeah. I've seen some of those RF lenses, and my goodness, let me tell you, my body is, like, ready to do weird things. Yeah. For those lenses. For those lenses, okay. I, dude, I've seen the 70-200 in action. I held oh, it man. in my hands. Uh -huh. I, like, zoomed out, and I was like, I could literally just like stash it in my low pro bag, standing up, 
and is it, it would that fit. Small? It's literally the size of my 16 to 35. Really? F2.8. Fuck. That's exactly what I thought. It's a little bit of a chunky boy, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But, yeah. Uh, but shit, oh, man, going out and shooting like wilderness shots with that. That is, dude, just having that lens on you because now, and this is what I was going to talk about, is now I'm minimalizing my kit. I had enough of like having my 35 millimeter. My yeah, you're not bringing all the primes mic. anymore, just dude. Literally, I realized that I shoot video and photos a very specific way. I shoot really freaking wide. I sometimes punch into a 35 millimeter mm-hmm. length because I yeah. love 35. Yeah, absolutely. too. It's like a perfect portrait, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, but it's also wide enough. Exactly. Uh, it's not so, too close in like a 50. It's like, it's better. I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll take 35 over 50. Sometimes. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to say I'll take 35 over really? 50 any day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, yeah. I love 50, and I, I've talked about, like, the Nifty 50 had saved my ass, Dude's like, plenty Nifty of times. Nifty 50 is the lens to have. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Too. But it's just, like, I do like, I like the 35. I like that it's wider, right? I like that it can cover just a little bit more, right? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that look. So, I'll now, learn. what I've started doing is my two main lens or my 16 to 35 f2.8 the mm-hmm. l series which is like dude it's unbeatable yeah it's it is very good truly an all-around lens i would use mm-hmm. all the freaking time especially like shooting like tutorials and vlogs and that sort of stuff yeah uh, i haven't been putting out as much as i would want to recently mm-hmm. just because like you said like i've moved into like this whole thing like you're getting paid now for it <laughs> it's, dude. Like, it's basically like is, dude, is the real the same is the real reason why i kind of my youtube channel is also just kind of collecting dust because because i've now kind of graduated into I've got sick of making videos kind of like for nobody to watch yeah. and you know getting paid no money and putting a lot of work into it trying to entertain yeah, yeah. people and not really getting a lot of feedback and I just realized you know what uh, let's just put the, the let's focus on like actually just shooting stuff for other people right yeah. videography get style right it. get paid for it and try to do that and I and we both have and yeah. the YouTube portion takes a backseat because obviously it's not it doesn't pay any it doesn't bills. pay the bills now yeah, yeah. Uh, although I am uh, leaning towards into getting and I'm pretty sure I mentioned it to you maybe a little briefly but I'm, I'm planning on putting together like courses later on mm-hmm. for beginner hybrid shooters because that's like I see so many courses on like photography and videography uh, but I haven't seen anything on hybrid shooting, which is, I think, the most valuable asset in 2020 Yeah, uh, as a content creator. Being able to shoot both, like, right on the fly and being, yeah. like, decent at both. But that's besides the point. I was going to talk about the fact that I now use my 16 to 35. Yeah. And I've recently fallen absolutely in love with the 85 millimeter focal length. It compresses the background just enough that I like everything just looks so darn good yeah like I was doing a small little like parallax effect just like handheld so like it's a little bit shaky but it's still like if you pay attention you can like maintain the person or like your subject in the middle and because it like separates the foreground from the background so much it looks so unbelievably good oh nice so um we have a like a music video coming up like this weekend this weekend are you gonna bust that out and yeah. take some shots? Yeah, yeah it's probably gonna, gonna be, be running the fifty and the eighty-five or the thirty-five and the eighty-five. Okay, that was gonna be my plan uh, because they just look so darn good. Like, that's they're awesome. unbeatable, in my opinion. Yeah, 
And now, dude, I told you that like the eighty five was it, was my next lens for Sony. I told you, I was like, I'm, it, I've, I've been seeing the videos, I've been seeing the shots of photography, dude. For street photography, it is amazing, amazing lens for anything, right? dude. For, like, I shot a show with it. Did you see the photos yeah. from like the Gateway? Yeah, it, they looked Don't, amazing. Dude, yeah. What? Yeah, it's just everything looks so sharp when 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 you're when you at that length. And yeah. it's like a 1.8 as well, right? So it's just like it compresses a lot. Like, it compresses like crazy. It creates creamy bulk and oh yeah, my gosh. Uh, mm, mm. I want to do dirty things. Yes. It's so good. But then it's wide enough that it, you still get like shit around people. Like yeah. whatever you're trying to compress, which is what you want. You don't want to crop too much because then it just becomes a portrait, right? It becomes too much of a profile. Like you want to, you want to have like kind of like somebody lost in the frame right you have like centered which is exactly why I'm selling my Canon 135 oh, F2 oh man really yeah so the 85 is that good huh because I that was that's why I was flirting with the 85 I was like you know yeah. what if I, I can't afford the 135 I saw the <laughs> I saw the price the Sony one. Oh, the Zeiss one Jesus man it is it's, broken it's, yeah it's, yeah it's it's like I thought it was like 2500 or something like it that it is it's absolutely like broken insane insane but I was like yeah I've never ordered never but yeah. I was like hey 85 700 bucks 85 that's like you know that's a pretty long lens I can I can really yeah. capture something from far away you know I, I don't have to be right on people anymore yeah, yeah it's still good if I crop it it becomes like more of like a 125 or 130 ish yeah 135 yeah, ish or something like that so I can still like get even more of a distance right yeah if I'm shooting like weddings or whatever if I want to really stand back absolutely um so that's why I was like like I, that's why I was flirting with the lens because it would be my substitute to like the 135 2.8. So if you're telling me that you're selling that because of what the 85 can bring up to Absolutely. the table. Oh man, I'm sold. Dude, I'm yeah. Sold. I was I was literally looking at my lens collection cuz now I have a pretty hefty like glass collection. Yeah, you have a lot. You have a tendency to just buy <laughs> buy buy use like as a, well. I might add. Yeah, okay. Uh, then you're being, you're being responsible. Absolutely. Responsible. Uh, the one big purchase, which I, I absolutely hated making, and I was with you when I had to make this purchase, it was my 24 to 70 2.8 because mm-hmm. I I think it's a boring focal length, but it's a very practical focal length range to be shooting at. Let me explain what, what I mean by that. If I go at 24, it's wide, but it's it's it doesn't look like super exciting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I punch in at 70, it's like all right, but I could go into like 85 yeah, territory. It's like you're not like you're almost not like long enough. Yes. It's uh, it, yeah because it's it's what I've been shooting a, a lot. Yeah. With the Sony, which is because it was the kit lens that I got with it, was yeah. like 20. It was 28. Sorry, it was 28 yeah. to 75. But very aperture. Yeah. Variable. Wow. Where are you? Yeah. Oh. Words. Words. Um, but I, so, yeah, I know exactly what, you, what you're talking about, that it's it's sort of a boring, like, focal length. It is. It's not too wide, and it's not too punched in on people. Like, so but it's necessary. Like, it, but it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a good, I guess you can play around with that middle, for sure, right? Yes. But here's the thing, though. I found that myself, shooting with the lens is the opposite. It's like, I either, I mean, mind you, I'm, I'm like at... 28 right right i'm either at 28 or at like 70 or 75 i'm the same way i'm either one or the other dude there is no okay i lie sorry Uh, i shoot like 50 a little bit because 50 sometimes it like falls in yeah but dude like 90 percent of the time is just either 28 
or 70 or 75. It's either yeah. like one or the other. Yeah. But, but now, you, you know, uh, comparing with the the uh, Tamron 17 to 28. Yeah. And that one, I'm exploring the entire, like the entire thing, like constantly, yeah. right? Big time. So, so yeah, there's, um, I, I know what you're saying. It was a hard purchase to make because I knew that I needed that focal range mm-hmm. because I, I do have like the, the 2.8, like, Trinity, quote unquote, of of lens, right? Uh, the sixteen to thirty five, the twenty four to seventy, and then the the, the one thirty five, eighty to two hundred. Oh, that's like I have okay. like the 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 zoom Trinity, uh, and like I have an old eighty to two hundred, right? Like that was before the seventy to two hundred was even a thing, mm-hmm. but super cheap, but it still performs. A little softer, but still performs amazing. Loud as hell, autofocus, yeah. but still performs. Yeah, see, for, for photography, it doesn't matter. It can be, dude, it could be a fucking air horn, right? <laughs> I just, maybe don't take it for, like... A wedding. For a wedding. <laughs> can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Uh, but for, like, let's say if I record video with the 8200, I'm not using audio from that. I'm so freaking far away from that action, I'm not using that audio. So autofocus sound doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Uh, the only thing that it matters for is the people who like look back at me and say like, "What is this?" Like, what is- <laughs> like that's literally yeah. all that you can hear. Like an engine, you can take off. But when we were like buying the eight, uh, the twenty four to seven, do you remember that moment when we were in the barn shooting this band and my twenty eight to seventy broke? Yeah, yeah. And like it wouldn't zoom past fifty, and like I literally looked at you and I was like, "I think this is broken," and like I. I like zoomed the lens and you could hear like the like the little particles in the inside just cracking and you're like oh you like you die inside a little bit dude it was an L series glass which just made me like throw up in yeah. my mouth even more did you bury it did you give it a proper burial it's in my uh, it's in my studio on like the the window as a decorative item okay <laughs> it's somewhat we need, usable we need, still. we need to send it out into the sea. I'm you you may shoot an arrow from afar to ignite a flame. That's right. I will, will put it in a Ziploc bag of this, and send of it into the, the glass of the heavens. <laughs> Dude, I was so upset. And having to buy like another lens that's like that, like I I got super lucky when I found like the Mark II of the 24 mm-hmm. to 70, the Canon one for like 1300 bucks. Still $1300 for a focal range that you're Barely using, yeah. but you know that it's necessary because usually that's the best event lens. Like it is. Yeah, it's versatile. It's versatile, yeah. but it's boring. I hate it, yeah. but I love it at the same time. Yeah, dude, so I, haven't, I haven't touched my like 28 to 70. In the, Especially once you get that super wide range. Time. Yeah, exactly, in a long time. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Like I said, I, I, I've been carrying it in my bag for the longest time, and now... I'm like, okay, I need to stop being a just-in-case person. Peter McKinnon had a video on this recently. Uh, he had, like, the what's in my camera bag 2020. Mm-hmm. And he was going on the fact that he just needs to be the just-in-case person. Like, he has a bunch of stuff that he brings with himself just in case he needs it. But he never yeah. ends up needing it. I do the same thing. Well, for smaller things, right? Yeah. I would never bring, say, a gimbal just in case. Now, th- those are things that I definitely, like, do I need it or not? Yeah. Yes or no, right? There's no... There's no gray but areas. But lens, for that. example, especially yeah. if you like get into like a bigger camera bag, like you can stash that baby up with lens all day long. I hate carrying the weight though. I, I hate and it. And that's exactly the thing. It fricks 
my shoulders and my back. No, and, and especially because like it's a shooting day. It's gonna be long. Gonna be moving all day. Especially if you're adventure around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're like shooting at a mountain, if there's snow on the ground, who wants to carry that like extra weight when it's already hard to walk in the snow? Absolutely. It throws you off balance, right? Right. Because of that extra weight. If you're like walking uphill on on like if you're doing mountain shooting, so it, it, I like I like to pack. I used to just bring. Every fucking lens I could possibly fit in there. That's exactly what but, I used to be but too. But then I realized, like, dude, I barely use this one. I usually just yeah. use something that I can actually, like, that actually have a little bit of, like, more focal length. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, a uh, uh, wider focal range than, say, just like a bunch of primes, right? Just Absolutely. so, just so it can be light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe the aperture is not going to be that wide, but. I will make the compromise just to enjoy a little bit more of my day while shooting because that's Absolutely. also a big part of it, right? You don't want you don't want to feel like oh fuck, I'm lugging all this shit just to take a photo. Like no, you you want to enjoy it, the entire process, right? Of Absolutely. finding a good a place to, to take a picture, like and that comes with traversing your ground. So yeah, you gotta you gotta plan ahead. Absolutely, don't carry extra shit. Which is the reason why, like I said. Because then you can trip and then you can fall and you can break that extra shit that you carried with oh, you. Like, right? So it's of, like. You can die. Trip and fall yeah. and die immediately. I don't think about the, the gear. I went cross country skiing with like my Canon EOS R, my 90D, my 82-200, my Sigma 18-35, and my 16-35. And it was all on my back. And I'm not a good skier whatsoever. <laughs> so it's literally like... Just make matters worse. Absolutely. Absolutely. My like initial thought at skiing, I was like, if I fall, I might as well die. Because replacing all that gear will literally take my entire life. Oh my gosh. I was so like scared. But I wanted to get the footage. Was it Was it worth it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then... Then it's okay. Yes, thank then you. Okay. I just needed some justification. See, I even got a smaller little bag just to just so it can be easier for me to fish out lenses while just like a like a shoulder like strap on. Those like, are actually yeah. quite good. Yeah, just like that one little corner. I know that people you know won't be able to see it, but you can. But I can. But it's just yeah, it's just a little like a shoulder, small little bag. It carries like you know the camera and like maybe two other lenses, like kind of medium yeah. sized lenses, right? Um, usually I would just have my camera on a strap with me mm-hmm. and then I was able to fit a little bit like more into that bag, like a, an extra lens or maybe even yeah. two, right? So in that way, I'm only using that bag for the lenses. And Absolutely. dude, I bought that when I went to Vancouver. And dude, it was oh, it was a total game changer because I've been oh, used bet. I've been used to the, the, the backpack for so long yeah. of having to come back to my spot to swap lenses and everything. And everybody was kind of relaxing at the hostel and I um uh, I just told them like, hey, I'm gonna walk around, do some street photography in Vancouver, right? It's a yeah. new city, why not? I actually like took a the, the really great picture. I thought like one of my best that people like really loved on Instagram. That I got a great feedback from it yeah. of a church and everything. And the reason why it was so much fun to shoot that day, it was a short walk, was because I was able to quickly swap lenses like nothing and keep on even walking and just, oh, I don't need this. I need a 35. No, this is not good enough. I actually, I'm going to go manual now. Being able to swap that quickly and be light on my feet and not have something on my back made it for a much more enjoyable shooting, like, experience. shooting experience. Much more. So, Big time. Yeah, don't, I would definitely say don't bring everything that you own for lenses or just plan ahead think about what you're shooting Absolutely. i mean like if you're 
if are your subjects going to be close to you? Are they going to be far? If they're going to be far, then don't bring anything wide because there's nothing to shoot, right? Absolutely. If they're going to be, if you're shooting like just if it's, if it's models, if it's something like it's a subject, if it's something that is portrait, then yeah, you can shoot like something a little bit wider because you're going to be able to capture more. So yeah, definitely think ahead of what you're shooting so you don't have to bring everything. I'm doing that now, but I used to, yeah, 100%. Bring everything. I think it's Fuck like it. also comes from like learning your gear. I think that's why shooting constantly is so important. Yeah. If I oh, yeah, if was not vital. shooting like constantly with like the 16 and 35 and like the 85 and maybe the 35, I would not understand what are the focal lengths that work the, for me. Yes. And there, every lens has a focal length that works like the best for the lens right obviously the primes uh it's given absolutely but then when you have something with a range you need to kind of play around and see like what works best right yeah and then like kind of just like play around with it i've been shooting a lot with at 28 with the tamron just like 28 just shooting at 28 interesting just because it's a very nice look for the subject that i'm shooting and i'm yeah. doing a lot of like uh, interviews kind of portions or testimonials with something that you really want to isolate yeah. that the, the subject you find the, the 28 is actually quite good for that oh yeah absolutely absolutely you gotta be like really close up to that person yeah I'm like close up to the person but not in because I have a uh, the, the micro the video micro microphone right it's yeah. a small one I want to be close to the person anyways right right shotgun so, mic exactly with, because shotgun mic doesn't capture that much and, and unless I run a lapel yeah. then I can just make it a little bit wider and I can be a little bit farther back correct but like the 28 I like the look of that a lot with the Tamron interesting yeah interesting yeah I always found because that was like the widest that I could get on the old 28 to 70 mm-hmm. I thought that was like so, like obviously my widest that I could be I never had like yeah. a 24 yeah. uh, and I never had the 16 to 35 at the time so I was just like always at 28 for the widest interesting yeah interesting yeah I shot like a, a bunch of testimonials recently for for like a, a corporate event and yeah. uh, and I shot like yeah all of them at like 28 yeah awesome yeah because it was like the closest to a like a 35 or like a like a kind of, kind of yeah, like a yeah. profile characters that i could get close to mm-hmm. everything else was just a bit too wide yeah. and i wanted to really just isolate again i wanted to isolate it was a it was a public event right so i had a small corner that i could put them in yeah. and then isolate them from whatever was going on in the background and around them right so i had to kind of punch in otherwise it's just like too much is would be in the frame it would be kind of like it would ruin it yeah but, yeah. Uh, yeah interesting i'm actually planning on uh changing the audio game of mine up a little bit uh i've been doing so much so many things with just like a shotgun mic but now i'm starting to move into with uh the new kind of like job that i'm doing i'm going to be doing a lot more uh like video content in terms of like talking heads and meanwhile, yeah. for like a vlog, it works really, really well to just run a shotgun mic because you can like pick it up, go yeah. wherever, right? For anything else, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, so like for action stuff, great. Like I, I am, we're planning on going out to like sunshine soon mm-hmm. and shoot some stuff out there. Obviously, shotgun microphone all yeah. the way. Uh, but for people are talking. Yeah. Yeah, but you gotta when have like a lapel mic or a dedicated or a sh- mic, like yeah. a like a boom mic or a boom mic. Yeah, exactly. Something that is gonna be within the vicinity of whatever, whatever the sound is coming from. You want to mic as close yeah. to that fucking source as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
I'm playing uh, around with the different kind of ideas because I recently picked up, uh, well, not super recently, but I picked up the the Rode Wireless Go, which is like clip on. Like, yes, my brother like recently like got that and kind of like upped his game. Dude, it literally changes everything. Everything because you can run a like a proper lapel mic under the shirt of someone yeah and uh have it that way or you can just run like the the thing like you can just clip it onto your shirt and you can like hide it in the inside and what i like about those a lot is the fact that the audio is automatically synced to the video that you're shooting so you don't have to sync anything and i love that you know you don't have that extra step it's just like everything is right there how it should sound the range of it is also amazing like you can like literally go down the street and still pick it up it's amazing like that little microphone is phenomenal huh that's amazing that's awesome apparently apparently what rage against the machine is coming to calgary in may (laughs) i love how we just went from that to this to 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 rage against the machine. Yeah, you know, you know, we have tangents. Fair enough. Are but you this, a big rage? But this, but this is just because not not like not not particular. It's not like I have every album and everything. But it's you know, it's that band that you know the songs they're playing. You kind of ever you know all the lyrics because is that who they're coming with? It, no, I did not. Who are they coming with? They're coming. I with. just got this message like now, basically from a from a friend of mine. I'm like, oh shit, run the jewels. Oh, really, dude? Yes. That would be a fun concert. Are you yeah. kidding me? So I get to like just groove to run the jewels. Yes. And then just go like total anarchist like when Rage <laughs> takes the stage. That's like, exactly oh what man. It is. That is a good a contrast for that evening. I know. Dude, I saw now the I kind of now I kind of really want to go. And I'm, I'm asking my friend like, how much do you think these tickets are going to cost? Because this is oh, Rage dude. Against the Machine. Yeah. Right? Uh, he said he's afraid to look, but tickets go on sale on Thursday. Uh, no pre-sale, and apparently max for tickets that you can buy are four to cut down on scalping. So if you guys okay. are listening, um, and if this podcast goes up before Thursday, uh, get on these tickets, people. I think I'm, I probably will get. Because, I mean, like, there's not many chances to see Rage Against the Machine. I mean, they just got back together. I know they. I know they were are working yeah. on an album. Yeah, they're probably gonna play a new song from that album. I I like. I would be the person that would go there to see Run the Jewels. I'm not a big really? fan of either of the bands. It's not because like I I don't like them. It's just because I just haven't listened to them. Dude, here's the thing though. It doesn't even matter. Rage Against the Machine is the energy of the songs. Right. Uh, even besides the message, the message is there, clear and cut. But the like the energy of the songs, it yeah. just really gets you going. It's it's like, uh, it's and like, I don't it's doubt like a, that it's a riot song, man. I feel you know? I feel like it would be like a party and a half to go to. And yeah. I'm kind of interested. I think now I think I might too. I think I might have to. I might have to <laughs> award myself a little. I feel like I also sold you because like run the jewels, run the jewels. Man. Yeah, and, and again, it's not. It's not that I'm like the biggest fan of, but whatever I heard from them, I liked. So just why yeah. not? They're like, really aggressive songs, though. Like, they, they have they are really aggressive. Really, I've only seen like the kind of like more laid back. Well, they tracks. actually they have a they have a track that was the trailer song of Black Panther. If you can think back a couple of years when Black Panther came out. Yeah, I think that's like the single that I like that know them from. Yeah. It blew my mind when I found out that I was Run the Jewels. I like shazammed it and like 
it was because it had like this little like bell and I was so yeah, excited Yeah, I think about I've it. even used it in one of my videos on YouTube because oh, really? it's one of the tracks that you can actually use. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. changes the game for me. Surprisingly, right yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but if you go to the YouTube Music Library, you can yeah. actually search up like tracks by artists that you are allowed to use. No way. Yeah, you can monetize your video, of course, but you're allowed to use it and then it won't get blocked. It won't get silenced. And it's actually a very useful tool to search up if you can use a song before putting it because there's different, there's different like, like types of, right. of like, you know, copyright on different tracks, right? Some tracks, uh, if you use it on your videos, you can, but your video gets monetized through that party. Some right. tracks, you can't even like play it on your video. It gets muted. Yeah. Some tracks that gets muted in some countries and not another. So there's different like clauses for all this shit. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to find out if you can or, or not use a track by a known artist and run the Jews. That track, that specific track, I forgot the name now. I know. Yeah. But yeah. that track, you could use it. And I did because it has like an amazing kind of rhythm, a fast paced rhythm. Oh, dude, it's and a the, sick track. Yeah. And the edit had a fast paced edit. Like, yeah. f- right. So it was just, if they fit like perfectly. It fit perfectly. That's, that's awesome. Because recently, I just got a message from one of my clients that Facebook has like, he said blocked, but it wasn't blocked. It was just like claimed a copyright status. Facebook recently changed their uh, privacy settings yet mm-hmm. again. And I'm with this company called Epidemic Sound, uh, yeah. licensing all my music. And the, the two things just didn't sync up properly. So I get a bunch of notifications. And I'm not the only videographer who like uses epidemic sound and got that yeah, like I, went on I, I use it myself yeah, yeah. And, but because of this like i got a bunch of notifications saying like epidemic sound has claimed uh like their song on your video and i was like well but don't i pay you guys to use your songs <laughs> yeah. yeah so like why why are you, why going are you out claiming that it was it was facebook's glitch and if you go onto like epidemic sounds twitter account they address the issue oh, they okay. say it was like a facebook glitch it should be fixed now and in the meantime, all videos were viewable. That's the thing; they were all viewable. So this was this; these were videos that you uploaded directly to the Facebook video uploader, not like linked through YouTube. Wrong. It was uh, sorry. It was That's, videos. Wrong. Shit. Shit, man. All right. Uh, it was calm just down. Videos that I uploaded through Instagram, and because Instagram, it just like automatically links it to Facebook. Okay. Hence. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, same poop, different t- uh, different pile. Uh-huh. Essentially, it was just like a glitch and all got fixed and whatnot. But like at the time, it was just super scary because like, nerve wracking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude. Especially when you're dealing with tracks. This is like it's like copyrights and you're oh, you, dude. Yeah. you're going to the legal shit and you don't want to like you don't want to mess up. around with that. You know what? Uh, I what I was like once bought a track yeah. uh, to use on this little short film that I had and I paid like I paid a lot of money for this fucking yeah track, okay? single file licensing is the worst yeah i uh, i paid a lot of money for this fucking track and i think it was like something like like 50 euros like yeah. it was like nuts it's hefty yeah um and i would like i got like three uses out of the the, the ever the song right yeah um and that's I, even lucky yeah but here's the thing though i put it on my video upload it to youtube Oh, I get a claim by the fucking guy. No way. That, that yeah, that 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 the track is his, and like, and now the but video, paid. Will, the video will be monetized, and it will go to him. Like, but I fucking paid for the track. Yeah. What is the use of me paying fifty euros, people? It's not even fucking dollars. Yeah, it's euros. It's, it's a little euros. bit heftier. Yeah. 
and and like and then you're gonna claim it on my video. So like, what's the point of me using this track? I could have. What's the point of even paying for it? Absolutely. I could have not paid it. I could have like actually. I found this track through a fucking like a, another video that probably did not pay for it, right? And then so I could have just just stole the track yeah. and put it on my video, but I went on the route that yes, I need to pay go to the proper route of paying for this shit. Good on you. And then he claims it. It's like. Dude, that man, yeah, is an a hole. Like, right? Just like what? I was, yeah, I was beside myself. But, Dude, I would literally just like slap. Him. But that's why, uh, yeah, it's way more worth it to go to like a service like Epidemic Sounds or uh, what's the other one that you also subscribe to? Soundstripe. Soundstripe. I no longer do. Like, I still oh, have like my okay. yearly subscription because I have it left over. Oh, okay, uh, but, but then you cancel the the renewal. The renewal, correct? Yeah. Uh, so I still have Soundstripe until I think like September of next year. Uh, and I have Epidemic Sound, but I only use Epidemic Sound because I just like their tracks better. Yeah. And you got the new, the new like, the business subscription, right, for Epidemic? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know that. if the deal is still up, but it was it was like a hefty, hefty discount. What was the discount before? Uh, dude, I think it was like 70 or 80% off of yeah, like a yearly subscription. Um, so now I think I pay like 50 bucks a month, but I get unlimited commercial use. Yeah. Which, which is, is insane. And that's yeah. like sound effects and music yeah their music is better i in my opinion i like them as well and i and it's uh i find it that the system to find what you're looking for the tracks you're looking for are uh, it's a lot easier than absolutely in most other service right there you can like you know i don't know i have i've only really used epidemic sound i guess so i guess i'm not you know the best judge of character here right for this yeah but i've uh i've always scoured the the, the internet for tracks right and i've always had so yeah. much like issues like trying to find even for like some that you would have to pay yeah I, they always kind of sounded like a little bit still on the amateur side you know like i couldn't yeah. find the different the, the, the difference between those and like royalty free tracks that you find on youtube library you know yeah, yeah, yeah. an epidemic sound i find that they definitely like they up the 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 ante a little bit with like yeah. the production quality and what i really like is that you can actually download the 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 stems separately yep. and with that you can actually fine tune that track you can you can switch it around shift it yep. and make it even better to fit your video so yeah absolutely it's a good uh, service what's funny uh who was it one of the dope squad from toronto it wasn't peter it was uh the guy who runs sony all the time he's just cut his hair recently Chris Howe. Chris okay. Howe uh, did a video not too long ago, uh, but it was it was a little while ago, uh, basically introducing this music producer who like took stems from Epidemic Sound and remixed it and made a whole new song for a video. And you can do that with yeah, you can. Epidemic Sound because it's all yeah. licensed. Yeah, It's amazing. I absolutely yeah. love it. That's and you can cool. do kind of like the same thing on Soundstripe as well, uh, but I just found... You can download stems as well from... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I That's just cool. found that sounds like just subjectively the the songs are just better on epidemic sound mm -hmm. for my taste yeah I'm, I'm i'm really liking this like pop like epic like you know synths and heavy drops yeah. and like the little vocals and the uh -huh. you know what i mean so like <laughs> you know I my go-to uh like categories like the dreamy sort of section yeah like like because it's very like it kind of fits most of the moods that you're trying to, at least for what, for what I shoot. Yeah, a your lot. filmmaking is 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 very like laid back. I want to say. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I because that's where I come from, right? It's not too much of the whole like whoa, like the yeah. transitions like fucking galore, right? It's more of the it's more of the whole like just kind of pacing a story and yeah. using 
cuts and frames to tell it more so than transitions, right? Because yeah. I think that's what the game has switched uh, nowadays. Recently, yeah. Like, I switched. find myself being in that yeah. more transition-y It has focus. switched, like, like a lot to the fact that people are using transition to, like, kind of tell the story. Which, dude... Nothing not wrong with it. nothing wrong with it it's because different. it's it's amazing it's a it's a, like a fast paced awesome way to edit a video and, oh, and it everything keeps it interesting it keeps it interesting but it just it doesn't fit everything right like, it doesn't fit everything and a lot of the sh- the, the stuff that I sh- that I shoot right now that I have been shooting recently is like corporate events or like documentaries and I can't be like pulling like switch transitions over no. and over in a documentary like it that, doesn't that fit. it doesn't fit it doesn't, it, it doesn't fit. fit in no transition fits outside of like planning the next cut. Uh, hard cut and make sure that you plan the next one so the transition doesn't feel off yeah which i think like that's i think that's where the those swish transitions they mask a little bit they mask what's coming next not yeah. having to 100 match what that take was right now right because you're using you're using the transition for that yeah. reason. i found that when i was using transitions or when i use transitions like it has to be a fast-paced video yeah otherwise it makes no sense no uh so you're shooting for it as well correct yeah. right like i, I if know you're editing in. yeah if you're editing that way you absolutely have to know it going in yeah because you're gonna shoot differently like, entirely right you're probably not even gonna like run a gimbal or, or any like yeah. s- sort of stabilization because why the shots yeah. are super fast yeah. You can you can achieve everything with your hands or a strap, right? But you know, if you don't know that, you're like, okay, maybe I'll use a gimbal, but then you're not gonna. Or there would be a one case cam. that I would use a gimbal, and that's if I like go out and film, uh, let's say snowboarding, which is what we're gonna be doing at Sunshine. Yeah. So I would use those transitions, but I would still use a gimbal because well, because you need to keep I that stability. To. Yeah, Absolutely. obviously, yeah. You, yeah. There's no way without it. Yeah. Absolutely, but no, you're right. It's like it's a very special case in that scenario otherwise yeah. otherwise it's all handheld hand, handheld yeah because the the that the, matches it matches the edit yeah you don't need Absolutely. anything else uh, i think it's also uh important for me to realize like as a now full-time person is when each of these filmmaking techniques makes sense uh we were i was watching the oscars a little bit and yeah. we're gonna get on that in just a second here but understanding how to shoot a certain product and how to edit it later in post is so crucial dude yes knowing <laughs> like this whole motto of like shoot to edit is oh my gosh i cannot i cannot stress it enough because the thing has to make sense yeah otherwise it's it just looks weird it looks amateur it's it doesn't hold your attention it doesn't match recently i started i don't know if you saw my uh my flames uh edit before we went in there and shot dueling pianos but i wanted to put out like a small little social teaser mm-hmm. that we're going to be in the flames arena and to me that's huge dude working with the flames yeah i saw your insta story and you're like right in the booth there with the with the organ and everything dude absolutely insane i wanted to make sure that i put it out but the video that i put out was like a 30 second maybe uh little like teaser of me like being outside and like doing hyperlapses yeah, I've, I've seen that with the Calgary Tower. Yeah, so yeah. Calgary Tower, and it's like the sound effect had to make sense. It was like this, right, leading up to the Calgary Tower. And then it like, it was all hard cut, so it was no transitions. Yeah. But the sound escape was the transition itself. So it was continuous, like, impact and, like, birds and, like, 
flags when it was like a shot of a flag it was slow-mo but yes. it was like you could hear the flag it's funny how like sound transition is like also underrated so is underrated oh. and it like it it helps so much when you actually put the sound in like not not like to be the primary like primarily the thing you hear but kind of like just faded in the background right dude it's huge. it just it does it plays a big role of immersing yourself into whatever you're seeing suddenly yeah. it's not like a video anymore you almost like you feel like you're you're there right Absolutely. If there's a market and you put like, you know, people chit-chatting in the background and some laughter, you really do feel like, oh, I'm like, I'm there. And you it's know where super I important. From? Watching movie trailers. Really? Weirdest thing. Huh. Yeah. The only reason why I say that is because whenever, and I, like some people will actually like start paying attention to this, but whenever you watch movie trailers, there are three things that in my opinion are happening. One, there's always a track and every single cut is matched to that yeah. track. If the track does not have uh, like a big uh, impact, they always put an impact. And third, whenever they switch cameras, they usually have a sound uh, that they put underneath that hard cut. Mm -hmm. If you pay attention to this, next time you watch a movie trailer, you're like, oh my goodness, this whole thing is sound designed to absolutely Yeah, no, absolutely. The impact is just like, it's something that like, it's it's definitely a given. And it's funny that you mentioned that, that there is... I think people, a lot of people realize this, that trailers are not done by the, the people that made the movie, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, very seldom, like, the director will have an opinion about, like, you know, what, how the trailer is supposed to play out. Yeah. There's like a different, there's different companies that pick up that and then make a trailer out of whatever footage they have re- available. Cause yeah. remember, sometimes they're still shooting the goddamn thing when the yeah. trailer's out, right? <laughs> So they pay a company to do this. And then there was, I, I was watching this uh, short video online about uh, yeah. two uh, workers from one of these companies that their, their job is to create these very enticing uh, trailers. And they're talking about precisely that, all the impact sounds that they use for, yeah. for, for videos and for trailers, I mean. And dude, every single one has a different name to it. And it's hilarious how like, and they watch, they're watching trailers and they're naming the sounds like, oh yeah, this is this sound. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the swoosh. Oh yeah, this is like the pound. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this is the impact when the, uh, the uh, character just learns something like terrible. Yeah. This is the, when people just realize that uh, something's going to blow up and the yeah. camera's zooming in. It's, dude, the attention to detail. To everything. Dude, I've now started to implement a little bit more of those sound escape things into my videos. I've always wanted to do to it do so, so much time though. But that's the thing. I know it is incredibly, incredibly time consuming <sighs> because more so than the video, those sounds have to play off each other a lot more than the video because they, they can't cut abruptly. And they have right? to flow. Yes, they can't cut abruptly. They have to fade in and fade out accordingly. Yep. They can't be too loud. They can't be like too quiet. Otherwise, people can't tell exactly what sound like you're yep. actually using. Right? It's hard, man. Sound design is hard. It's fascinating. It, yeah, it's why the, it's an Oscar category. It's just it's fucking hard, dude. Speaking of Oscars, I think we we're both very excited that the movie 1917 yes. has won for cinematography. cinematography best cinematography. Yeah. And uh, it was a given. Uh, Roger Deakins, uh, he doesn't fuck around when it comes to this. Uh, Dude, it was an amazing movie. Like, yes. I remember us talking about it for the first time and, like, freaking out because it was, like, still in the win- like early winter time, like November, December, when the trailers went out. Yeah. Right? So it was supposed to come out in, like, I remember. late December. And I was super stoked to, like, watch it. They never did. 
and it got delayed. Yeah, it got delayed because of Oscar season. They wanted to like kind of like get in there. Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. And oh my gosh, it was it was an incredible movie to watch. It was. And it I was felt, fantastic. Uh, um, I'm oh, sorry. You, you were gonna say? I was just gonna see. I like. I felt like I wasn't even there for like two hours. I was there for maybe. 45 minutes it went by really quick which because the <sighs> movie like, captures your attention like nothing else right with the whole single take you really can't blink and, and look away right uh so like it was a dude how could that movie not win like best cinematography right it had absolutely it probably had to be like the hardest movie to shoot all year right so compared to its counterparts they were running for other oscars so yeah 100 yeah, that dude he deserves like like every Oscar that uh, that he gets, he can get his way. He's only got two so far, uh, yeah. which is back to back. Though he won the Oscar last year. Um, fuck, I I cannot remember for the life of me what he won the Oscar last year for for best cinematography again. So mm-hmm. he's like two for two now. Um, but he's been he's been in the game for a long long time. He's he's an older gentleman and everything. And it goes yeah. to show. It goes to experience. show that experience and not fucking giving up. Right. Oh, big time! Yeah. yeah, it's just keep doing what you're doing, and then you're gonna get yours. Absolutely. Right? Just fucking keep working. Yeah. But uh, but dude, the movie is amazing. I knew that it wasn't gonna win for like you know best director or, or best picture because you know it, it's not it's not really in it's original how it was shot, but it was not an original movie because it is a war movie and yeah. it does talk about a, a subject that we've heard it before read it seen in other movies yeah so it's beaten to death for sure a bit right so although it is fantastically shot oh, and amazing. the performances are amazing right big time the the characters themselves in the movie lack uh, a bit of character in and of itself yeah it's not very rounded exactly right? Be- sense, because yeah. there's no there's no time for it right absolutely yeah, the no. movie the movie has to happen like you know the premise of the movie is that this attack is coming right now. and it has to happen right now and it has to happen fast so there's no time for a character to grow and much like in Dunkirk which is yeah. again a war movie uh, because of the, the the time the pressing matters of the fact that doom is coming <clears throat> and you have to move you have to go there's no time to develop any characters or flash out any characters so what you're experiencing is just like the thrill of the ride yeah and not much of like the story of anything of like characters in between any drama any kind of thing it's just like watch these motherfuckers try to run for their lives and survive yeah. and this camera not cut once yeah and then wonder how the hell do we pull that <laughs> off right but when it comes to best picture you really have to entice these motherfuckers at the academy. Right? Oh yeah, it has to be like something, something fresh and something new. And it was the freshest, the newest kid in the block who won best picture and best director, Parasite, mm-hmm. who won. And I don't know if you have ever seen the movie. I, I haven't. haven't. And it's a fantastic movie. It's it's, it's a brilliant fucking movie. And okay. uh, I've been talking about this for a long time. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna link somewhere here yeah. my video about Korean cinema. Because I've been always talking about people that Korean cinema has an amazing, amazing library of like fucking thought-provoking movies, mm-hmm. movies that escape any kind of cliche, that don't obey by the like the regular format of Hollywood. Some movies that might feel a little bit weird just because of the culture clash, and there's yeah. a little bit of difference in that, that makes sense. in that sense. But at the same time, the stories they tell are always like, dude, they're always filled with drama, and they're always 
perverted in some way. There's always some hidden, dark secret or just flat out like dark nature of the yeah. movie, right? For for Korean cinema. It, I was talking it to is amazing about the fact that <laughs> it sounds horrible for me to say that. But I was talking to her about the fact that Korea now has taken the music standings uh, with, what is it, BTS? Um, Whatever the, the boy bands, the K-pop boy band's name is. I don't, I don't know, I don't know I that much BTS. enough about K-pop bands. I, I know en- enough that I know that it's a Korean boy band. In okay. And, and this is a famous Korean... Yes. And also, the thing is about it is that I watched this whole Explain video on K-pop. Just K-pop in general. Okay. And they go into uh, saying that different singers and different members of a K-pop band are actually like engineered differently to fit a formula, kind of like the Avengers. Engineered. Like engineered, they're, they're built in some like lab. They're built and, uh. in some way so that it maximizes like the reach and, and the kind yeah. of likeness of the K-pop boy band. It blew my mind away. And that's the same for, for, oh, sorry, just any K-pop band. So now I'm thinking, okay, Koreans got, South Koreans got the market for music. Dude, if you walk around in North America, I guarantee you one in 10 people will say, oh, I listened to K-pop before, right? Like it's not an unknown genre. No, no, it's not an unknown genre, but it's not something that, you know, people are listening, you know. You would be surprised. On the radio. You would be surprised. It's not like X92.9 is playing any BTS right now. No, for sure. But like another station might like the Virgin, it's not like for example. Okay, let's put it into like a context of a, a station that would play Virgin. is not going to play. I don't think so. I Maybe. mean, like I don't, I don't hear, if they, if I don't they, listen to Virgin Radio, but I don't think they would play K-pop because they have to play top charts for their demographic, right? Correct. So their which demographic is not like slowly starts falling into, which is insane. K-pop it has, is, has it been there's okay. So I've been actually like hearing yeah. a lot more about K-pop recently. Yeah. Has this has it been a resurgence of K-pop? It's like what's because it's always been something. Yeah, you know, since for like a long the 90s. time. Yeah, right. And there's J-pop as well, right? Yeah. And there's J-rock with anime tracks and everything, which Dude, I'm I'm insane. a fan. Yeah. Uh, but K-pop has always been a thing. But I, there's been this like I've been seeing it on my social media on YouTube. People talking more about it. Yeah. Why? Because they freaking love it. I haven't like got into like a deep conversation with someone about K-pop. It's to understand why they love it so much. But so many people in our area just love K-pop. And so I'm thinking, okay, they got the music genre. And like I saw the Oscars last night. I'm like, wow, now they're taking over the movies too. What's next? What is next? Okay, so they got the music. They got the movies. They got the movies now. Uh, sports. Well, they already have the gaming. We already knew. Dude, they, we they had the gaming since since gaming was invented. Absolutely. Uh, sports. Dude, they will take over. Cup, the World Cup. Let's see. Let's see South Korea. How you do in the World Cup? Because if you if you just took like music, although I'm not sold on K-pop being that popular yet. 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 But you're already you're already making some predictions. Dude, I've seen what has happened to people. Dude, I I hope uh, Korea takes on. Uh, movies like across the board i'm interested to see this movie parasite dude it is it's really good it's like this movie um you think you know where it's going and then like it just keeps you guessing and it's just it's just super entertaining yeah just to watch um it it was 
it was a given like to me it was a given that I would that was gonna win an Oscar just because of the fact that dude everybody was talking about this movie and that's not common for Korean cinema okay it's, it's not. not common for any cinema like, really like honestly I guess, no, it, yeah. it is man I mean like everybody Avatar Titanic all these movies yeah, you know right. that they create buzz and people are gonna talk about it Iron Man fucking the Avengers but Korean cinema stays like you know in Korea and in small circles that know that it's an excellent cinema yeah. and everything but but to make it across the pond right right and then Wind, not just not just be fish, not yeah. just become popular right not just become popular within people that just like movies but win an Oscar yeah no, and it's right. and it's a foreign film it is the first foreign film to win best picture Oscar dude Right, you're right. They, yeah, yeah. They have a, a, a foreign film section for foreign films, right? Yeah. This one was like, no, it's like that good that fuck it, like yeah. it's just best picture now. Okay, so Fantastic. that is amazing. That is that is crazy, right? And most people didn't think it was gonna win an Oscar because they thought that there's no way a Korean movie that features like no American actors. It's not an yeah. American director. It's like nothing, right? There's no way they're going to win the Oscar. And when it won, people are like, holy shit, are things going to change a little bit with within the kind of racial profiling that Hollywood sometimes does that they, you know, they really only kind of tell white stories and is really just about American movies and right. it's just all about that. And they've kind of snubbed the rest of the world and all, all that kind of shit. Um, I don't think it's gonna change at all because mm-hmm. it's like it's the academy, man. They like they they get it right one year and then they fuck up for the next three years of giving like Oscars to like like whatever, yeah, like Moonlight. I'm sorry, but I, I fucking I hate I did not like Moonlight. I did not like Moonlight. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand why I won the Oscar because obviously, and maybe I'll be biased here because I'm like a straight white male, right? But I I'll know that. You. But I know that if a movie features you know, a a black gay impoverished kid. Yeah, it most likely is gonna fucking win an Oscar, right? Because you're tugging at everybody's heartstrings. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. But I just thought that the movie, although it had a premise that could go really far, especially because it it goes to kind of like the life of this of this kid, mm-hmm. um, and it goes from him being a kid, a teenager, and then an adult, right? Yeah. And I thought that there was a there was a crazy big chance to like kind of. Up the ante on telling the story in one of the stages of the life of the kid. Yeah. When, like, basically when, I don't want to spoil it, right, even though it's an old movie now. Um, What push comes to shove when he's a teenager and something really bad happens, right? And you think, like, oh, shit, I'm into this. Let's see what happens. And it cuts, like, 20 years later, right? Oh. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And then, and then so I, I was left, like, I thought there's a whole story to tell here. Yeah. And the only story you told was just, like, hey, he was black and he was gay and he was poor. And when the story was getting interesting of, like, okay, how is he going to become a man now? You cut to fucking black and you said 20 years later and he's a man now. What, yeah. That's what I wanted to see, right? Like, Right. But and I that was my 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 problem with the movie. It was like, oh shit, when the story gets interesting, you cut and you end the the, the movie this, and yeah, I, that narrative. That, that narrative, really yeah. And then yeah. I was just like, ah, uh, this I I was so bummed out by about that. Yeah. And I didn't think it it it, it deserved Was it a common to... like the response? I know movie? a lot of I know a lot of people who were shocked that it won the Oscar, that it won the best best picture right but was it like ever it was it was the year that it had the whole like la la land and moonlight confusion that 
uh, somebody somebody read like La La Land, but the 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 the, the card oh, yeah, literally yeah. said Moonlight, was it, was and they had. And then La La Land's like cast and crew were there on stage oh, and Moonlight. No. It was like that horrible fucking thing. Yeah, that was that year. And um, so between La La Land and Moonlight, mm-hmm. I know, again, people are going to play the whole like, it's because you're fucking straight white male. And La La Land was featured Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. And they're yeah. both like white attractive people. And that's why you like it. No, fuck you. I just liked it because I liked it better. In my opinion, La La Land yeah. should have won the Oscar because it still it tells, it tells like a very tragic story that even people that are not musicians or whatever can't still relate. People picking their careers over their loved ones. That That's something that anybody can relate, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's my that's my little that's rant. Two on, cents. That's my two cents on why I didn't think Moonlight deserved to win the Oscar, but Parasite did, and you should watch it because it's fucking it's, dude, it's hilarious, suspenseful, and it's a it, it's You're every, really selling it. To it has right everything. Now. It has it has everything. It has like everything really in the movie. I think um, I'm gonna go do that. Eat food yeah. and then do that. Yeah, and then if you watch, you know, you watch the movie again, or even just think back on like you know previous scenes, mm-hmm. and it's one of those movies that it was, it was meticulously like catered to, to like to give you that story that it was that that meant to give you yeah you know in the sense that if you watch it again you pick up on all these things that the theme of the movie is definitely this one and little things that this showing tells you like get it like get it can you get it it's yeah. a and i like when movies do that when they, when they're nuanced right right when it's not when it's not when characters are pointing at the wall and be like what what do you think that means like <laughs> You know, it's it waits when it's done. When it's, when it's done subtle. through when it's done through filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. When it's done through like the camera showing things that you should pick up on on the fact that the way where the the place that where they live they literally live and the symbolism within that. It's a movie that has a bit of has has a bit of symbolism, mm-hmm. but the good kind, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. get lost in the whole artsy crappy. No, the symbolism is there if you pay attention. If you don't, it's still a fucking amazing story. Yeah, so yeah, yeah go watch it. Parasite. And um, I didn't see that many movies uh, that were up for like the Oscars this year. I really only saw like you know 1917 and and Joker. Joker. Sorry, Joker 1917. Hello. And yeah, how could I forget? And Parasite. But compared to like all the other categories, right? Like I have I have friends that they go through the roster, dude. Wow. Not just best picture. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like fucking that everything. Yeah, the whole thing. And they post Dedication. on Twitter like, yeah, and they post on Twitter like, finish all the movies for this Oscar. I'm ready. I'm like, dude, I don't dedication. Because man, listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit through Little Women. I'm gonna be honest with you here. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm it. not gonna be. I'm not gonna sit through like a like a period piece with these no with chicks. Cats. I, like, like, There's no like, way I'm watching that cat, movie. Geez, Jesus Christ. I mean, we, dude, we can't compare. Cats was an abomination that should have never existed in the first place. I, I was just terrified because of the trailer. Listen, <laughs> my my sister, like, she was obsessed yeah. with the musical growing up. We had, like, the, the VHS. Actually, I think it was one of the first Blu-rays we ever bought. Yeah. Right? Oh, sorry, not Blu-rays. Fancy. DVD, sorry. Fancy. DVDs. Blu-ray is very recent, right? And yeah. this is an old fucking musical. But I think it was one of the first DVDs we ever bought. And, like, my sister almost, like, you know destroyed it just by watching multiple times she had to it, it became something like almost like a necessity she watched it daily i mean daily oh fucking monday okay. through sunday she would have to put it in and watch at least like maybe not from in its entirety but at least like a good chunk of it but ne- she saw the new one 
She, I don't think she saw the new one yet because oh. of the trailer being like she, the trailer's horrifying she, it, probably, it would probably clash with some of her fond memories of watching the, the, the musical but here's the thing though yeah. the musical the Broadway musical itself is you know weird as fuck man it is weird and it was like kind of overtly sexual like in a way it's because, a of, because of unitards it makes in a way sex. sense because they're singing and dancing and you can really make like a Broadway a, musical a, about anything right dude, it's so. a theater piece yeah, it is. It is. In the movie. You need that context. You need that yes, context yes. of being like... Going in, like, it, this is going to be theater. theater. There are some limits to this production, yes. and I need to accept that right now. And I'm just enjoying it as it is. Yes. The movie was like, hey, screw you. We're going to turn you upside down and shake you until you pee outside of your yes. ear holes. Yes, and you're going to feel like you've taken, you've taken some LSD or something because Ew. It, is, it is not a comfortable, like... Environment. Experience. I know. I've <laughs> I've heard that some people that even tried to go and watch it just for the joke. Yeah, couldn't really. Like, it, the joke aspect only like lasted the first few minutes. Yeah, and then it just became the rest of the uncomfortable ride that they had to endure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, I'm not um, doing that. Yeah, uh, I'm not doing that. I uh, there's nothing, dude. I, there's not there's not enough money in the fucking world. Yeah, to, for that you could pay me for me to watch that movie. See, on the other hand, though. Joker was a really uncomfortable ride. However, it was an amazing uncomfortable ride. But here's the thing, though: it was it that uncomfortable? Like, really? I mean, it was a little bit just because it was you think eerie. it was eerie. There you go. It was yes. eerie. I didn't think it was that uncomfortable just because you still knew that they were talking about Joker here, right? Yeah. And this is still Gotham City. The shit's from a goddamn comic book, people, right? Like, we're not talking about somebody who actually existed. Yes. Like, dude, shit that makes me uncomfortable is when I watch, like, you know, the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix, which is a very good documentary. Oh, amazing. Which, dude, it, that shit makes me uncomfortable. You know, yes. like, real life shit makes me uncomfortable to know that these motherfuckers are living, these creepy ass serial country. killer, yeah, people are living in the same country as me, right? Yeah. And doing this creepy ass murdering people shit. That makes me uncomfortable to know Absolutely. that. A movie about a fictional character dealing with like mental health, yes, 100%, it is a touchy subject. But I find that unless you're dealing with some of those issues right now, yes, you won't be uncomfortable. 100%, if you're dealing with something, yeah, that's going to... A movie can trigger certain, like, certain feelings. Absolutely, it can. 100%. But if you're not, you're going to take it as it is. It's a movie about Joker who is a fucked up character. He's a villain. He's yes. a fucking villain. He's sadistic as fuck. He's probably like... The most notorious villain most ever. The most villain insane ever. villain ever, right? So, 100%. Like, when you know the, the material, you shouldn't be shocked. Yes. People are way too fucking sensitive. Do your homework, people. Yeah, do your fucking homework. Know what you're coming in and watching this. Like, But then again, I can't blame these stupid fucking idiots that take you know their kids to see Deadpool. Oh. Right? right? Even though, like, when, like, I think... The I censored believe, version was cool. I believe that... I, I didn't see the censored version. Oh, it's hilarious. Is it? Yeah. I believe that even Ryan Reynolds, like, did made a video. like, this is not for kids. It's don't. Like, don't do take it. your kids to see this movie. Yeah. Right? I'm people, not... Yeah, people need to, like, know a little bit about Deadpool to understand, like, it's not... It's not. It's not like your average like like superhero at all. Even no. like the the comics is even like more right. Oh, he, like it takes it even like you know another step. Yeah. Right. But, Which is where people could could do like a little bit of research before going in, but they're like, ah, it's a hero in, or like a person in spandex. They got they they got suits. yeah they they have suits and swords, swords and, and my kids right, probably fine. gonna love it dude I watched the first Deadpool with like a kid next to me and his dad and the kid looked like he was about like eleven okay. and 
and there are like sex scenes and, yeah, and, like, and, and like you know Ryan Reynolds gets like penetrated with a dildo by, by his girlfriend in it yeah. dude, it's like and I'm just looking next to me going like dude what close your like, eyes what is this anything. guy doing just like what is this guy doing they stayed they stayed for the, the whole movie thing. yeah wow. power to them power to them power to the kid not the parent Dude, I thought my dad was crazy taking me to see Jurassic Park in the theaters because that movie was scary, man, when dude, I was a kid. I was terrified of Harry Potter. That movie Potter. was fucking... Dude, terrified of Harry Potter? Yeah, especially when, like, the first one, like, you see the face coming out of, like, the back of the head of the dude and I'm just like, huh, You're no. Like, if that peace, thing grabs my ankle peace. from, like, underneath my bed as I yeah. go to the to the restroom at night, yeah, I'm out. That's I'm it. out. I'm out. Peace. That's right. But, um, yeah, um... I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go from here because I was gonna I was I was thinking about another another uh, Oscar contender, but um, you know what's a contender for me right now? What the boneless chicken wings? Oh yeah, you've been you you dreaming craving. about those. You're dreaming about those. I'm gonna go get them now. Okay, I think we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to cut this a little bit shorter without any kind of like thoughtful outro or any. I think our witty less remark outro all the time is me going like, hey, let's go for let's food. go get some food, <laughs> and then be like, all right. Yeah. And that's it. exactly how we end it. Yeah. So right. I, let, that's is it done? I, is it done? I, end it. The end.